this morning in the uh, question and answer period uh, comment was made about <clears throat> trusting in awareness. This is a teaching that Ajahn Sumedho, you hear him often referred to, in fact, these days almost exclusively in his teaching, it's referencing that quality of knowing awareness and resting with that. And this was one of the basic teachings that Ajahn Chah benefited from uh, in his earlier days of wandering before he opened the, the monastery uh, uh, in Wapa, at Pong before that monastery was established in his days of wandering and seeking, spending time with various teachers. And in his brief but very significant time with Ajahn Man, uh, he uh, received a teaching that was uh, quite uh, profound for him uh, and that resulted and influenced his practice uh, strongly as well as uh, his sub subsequent teachings, including the teachings that Ajahn Sumedho gives around uh, basically experiencing pure awareness. And, and that teaching from Ajahn Man was essentially oriented towards Lumpur Cha um, experiencing uh, separation of, of how he termed it anyway, separation uh, of the mind and the mind objects. Language is really hard to communicate these kinds of things because we have lots of ideas about what we mean by mind and mind objects, that kind of thing, but kind of have to follow the uh, thrust, uh, the intention of uh, what he was expressing. Um, this fundamental quality of awareness, knowing, basic knowing, um, that is a pervasive quality of the mind, regardless of the objects coursing through the mind, the mind being uh, chitta, in this case, heart, uh, awareness as its fundamental quality, just this knowing quality. All the things that we get caught up in, all the activities that pass through this knowing quality, this awareness, um, color our experience. And it's what we think the mind is, in a sense. It kind of merges with the mind. So if you think of the mind, the heart is a, a, a very clear sense of just the quality of knowing, pure and pristine, like a big, like a, a, a very still lake, a body of water and whatever comes through it in terms of uh, sights or sounds or tastes, smells, tactile sensations, mental activities, thoughts, emotions, all of that comes into awareness and essentially uh, greed, hatred, and delusion latch onto those objects 
as they come through the sense bases. And it colors, it causes the mind to take on a certain tone, affective experience. It's part of the nature of the object that's coming through it, that's held onto, that's clung to, and absorbed into. So a memory of a bad experience comes through, evokes maybe a little bit of aversion or irritation or anger. Uh, that picks up on, on that memory. And soon the whole quality of mind is imbued with that state of, of aversion. And that's our experience. Or similarly with desire, lust, attraction, takes on that color. confusion, doubt, anxiety, fear is triggered somehow. And those underlying tendencies pick up on it, establish it, land on it, let it permeate the mind. And the mind takes on that quality. When the causes and conditions cease or move on or pass on, and the affective state starts to settle down, the mind releases the involvement with it. And it has the opportunity anyway to settle back into more clarity, stillness, and ease. But the fundamental quality of knowing any of these states as they arise and pass away, that quality of knowing remains quite stable. So there's a really lovely contemplation that one can do using the six sense bases uh, to reflect on these experiences. Try a little bit of that for the next few minutes. Um, so very, very gently, uh, without letting your uh, attention get unfocused, uh, slightly open your eyes to the visual realm, visual experience. Maybe just uh, cast your gaze just slightly uh, on the ground in front of you, the floor in front of you, or the back of the person in front of you if they're close by. And just allow yourself to experience seeing vision, the visual quality. Not letting your eyes move about. But be aware of what you're focusing on. And then notice that probably it's fixed in a, a certain single spot or a small area, and allow that seeing to relax and allow your awareness, your visual awareness to open up to the periphery and to the full experience of uh, the visual field, not just right what's in front of you.
but relax it. It's opening, relaxing. And noticing the, the light, any vague fuzzy forms on the periphery, just to experience that, not to look at the forms, but just to hold the gaze steady, but open, relaxed, attuned more to textures and colors. Very broad and relaxed focus. And then see if you can step back even just a little bit more and allow yourself to acknowledge and experience just the awareness that knows that visual experience. The objects are still there. And there's this quality of knowing. So gently close your eyes again. Now turn your attention to the experience of hearing. You can hear my voice and the words that are coming out. Might hear the movement of people beside you or around you. Background noise of the fan, air conditioning. Has different levels and tones to it. Occasionally outside sounds can be noticed. Broaden your attention. Be aware of the full experience of sounds from the most present ones to the more subtle ones.
stepping back even further, letting those objects of hearing, the actual sounds themselves, just be, be themselves and attuning to the consciousness or awareness of them, that quality of knowing. that presence of mind that just knows the sounds. The sounds are there. They're doing what they're doing. We're perceiving them. And there's this independent quality of knowing. And go to the, the mind, the intellect, particularly the thoughts. Every now and then a thought will arise. I'll start to spin a little bit of a story. you're moving into attending to it closely and you'll get involved in the story or you can sit back and just step back and notice the words as they arise and pass away Stepping back from the storyline. Sometimes you can just even see the words turn into garble. They seem to come up from nowhere, uninvited but still arising. And don't try and fight it, but don't get involved with it. Just step back again, watch. Let them go as soon as they arise. 
And then there's the knowing of that process. Thoughts without a thinker, but a knowing quality, awareness. And then lastly, skipping the smells and tastes, uh, just tune into the body sensations. Pressure. Rhythm of breathing. the involuntary activities. Broaden that awareness to include, encompass the whole bodily experience. Widen and soften that awareness. And step back again, even further, to just the knowing of that bodily experience. All those sensations arise, pass away. But the quality of knowing is right there. So whether it's sights or sounds or tastes or smells or bodily sensations, thoughts, all of those are the objects of mind 
but the quality of knowing is distinct. And the same for all of those sense spaces, the quality of knowing is the same. So the more we can take this quality of knowing awareness itself as our reference point, the less we'll get enmeshed with, the less the underlying defilements will co-opt our attention uh, into the objects. And we just become less enthralled with them. as we see through they're they're uh, trying to promise us satisfaction by getting involved with them we learn not to believe that it always leads to a dead end can release our entanglement with all of them. So we become less enchanted with the objects. And with that clear knowing, that clear seeing, the ending of the enchantment, we just experience this dispassion, this just been there, done that, don't need it. And we release, we can release, we have the opportunity to release the grip. We can experience moments of this and because the defilements underlying tendencies are so embedded and strong, they'll come back grab us again, grab our attention again, involve us in their worlds. But we keep practicing. We keep our sila, our virtue, our generosity, our all the supports to help produce an easeful mind going. We keep plugging along. Keep on practicing 
meditation, recollection, little by little, the grips on us loosen up. Don't believe in it all so much. Returning to that quality of awareness and letting go. And when that's fully done, fully relinquished, completely uprooted the underlying tendencies, that's what an arahant knows. That's what the Buddha discovered. So kind of to sum it up, we've used the reflections on old age, sickness, death, to understand suffering and the cause of suffering, the difference between pain and unpleasant conditions and the suffering that we add on that we don't need to. And then we contemplate the spiritual seeker, the the path of the samana. Pick up that path, develop it fully with the intention of liberation. Comes in bits and pieces. Patience is the supreme virtue, the supreme incinerator of all mind, all entangled mind states, patience. And the cultivation of appreciation, openness, gratitude for the teachings, for our fellow seekers supporting us. We need all the supports and props we can get. So constantly reusing these these, uh, reflections to keep us going, keep us on the path until we don't need them anymore.